Hey, everybody, we're back here on the DK Sports Radio Network. It's the Carter Lolly Show. Chris Carter, Dale Lolly, coming at you, talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers and the NFL. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. It's the offseason, technically, for us when it comes to the Steelers. I'm still doing uh, pit hoops over here as they trudge along. But, uh, Dale, it's great to be back on the air with you, my man. I wanted to start off us doing this show again talking about the receiver position because everyone's been talking is going to talk about the running game and the offensive line and we, we're going to talk about that with the draft for a long time that you know we, we have plenty of months to do that but you and I have kind of seen eye to eye on what they need to do here with this offense and there's still people out there that think that Juju Smith-Schuster has to come back because Ben says he wants him I'm just of the position. I don't see any way feasible to afford Juju Smith-Schuster with, especially when you have the talent that's behind him on the roster this year. Right. I agree. And if you're going to spend $15 million this year on a player, you would spend it on Bud Dupree. Right. You, because that's, that's the, you know, there's not much difference between the contract that Bud Dupree will sign in the, in the contract that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get on the open market. Uh, and given my choice, I would take Bud Dupree over Juju Smith-Schuster uh, seven days of the week and twice on Sundays. So, <laughs> you know, receivers are replaceable. Um, you know, and that's that's the, the the long and short of it. The Steelers have done a good job at identifying receivers in the draft, bringing them in and having them contribute right away, including Juju Smith-Schuster a few years ago. So, uh, you know, he's a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. He's not dynamic enough from, to me to, to give a bunch of money to. Um, so I wouldn't do it. Let somebody else overpay him. And see, that's where I'm at, especially because, like you said, if he if you're paying on that, fifth, that $15 million, that's money you can give to Bud Dupree. That's money that you can split between other key role players. We've talked about on Morning Java for, for, for DK Pittsburgh Sports about how Cameron Sutton would be a priority and getting him back. Um, you know, there's a lot of money that you need to reallocate right now, and there's still other moves they need to make. We've talked about Marquise Pouncey and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Vance McDonald and the money that they free up and that they still have a ways to go after that. If you sign Juju to a big deal, you put yourself right back into into those problems. And again, this was why in the three years after they drafted Juju, they spent top picks on wide receivers so that they didn't have to commit big money in this situation. And I think it's worked out for them because all three of them are are guys that can contribute. James Washington, though, he didn't have big numbers this year. He's a guy that you that you can roll with. Deontay Johnson looks dynamic. Chase Claypool had a heck of a rookie year. There's no reason to reinvest big salary cap money at the wide receiver position, especially when we know this organization can go in the fourth and fifth rounds, probably find a dynamic receiver that, you know, that can at least be a vertical threat or have a specific skill set. And then that's your fourth guy next year. Yeah, and you also have Eric Ebron there that can do some of the things that Juju Smith-Schuster does for you in the middle of the field. So, um, you know, it's nice to have, you know, it was nice to have the, the you know, four or five guys that you could throw to there, but it's not a necessity. Um, you know, they don't need to spend that money on a wide receiver, uh, especially when they, you know, they look like they're going to be a little cash-strapped, like, much like everybody else in the league. Um, let some, again, let somebody else overpay pay them. Uh, be happy with the whatever contract he gets because that's going to net you a third round compensatory pick in 2022. 
And that's the other thing to, rem- to remind people of. With all the guys that are going that are going this year, there could be some serious comp picks coming in, in the coming seasons. We'll be talking about that later. But uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, Dale, in the receiver room, you know, for years, you know, when I was growing up, when Hi- I got to see Heinz Ward as a kid, when I was a kid, you know, become the leader of the receiver room and be the guy that galvanized the group. And then even with talents coming in, like Santonio Holmes and Mike Wallace, he was still the guy that you that you saw at the front at the front of the group. Is there a guy among these young guys that could become the face of the receiver room and that that kind of carries them forward, even as you know, you know, they're not going to sign all three of the guys that are on the roster right now. Um, to to big future deals, but you know the guy that can say, "Hey, he's the face of of the Steelers wide receivers moving forward." And when young guys come in, they look up to him. I mean, to me, if you if you're going to pay somebody down the road, I'm paying Chase Claypool because he's he, you know he's got some some skill sets there um, that are different than the rest of the guys. These other guys, you can find uh, a Deontay Johnson, a five foot eleven you know, 190 pound receiver, uh, you know, who's, who's kind of like grease lightning. Um, but you can't find six, four, 235 pounds, a guy who can run a four, four forty. Um, you know, that said, if I were the Steelers this year, instead of paying Juju Smith Schuster, that money, I would go get myself, uh, another, you know, Darius Hayward Bay type guy, a guy mm-hmm. who's, uh, obviously better than Darius Hayward Bay. Uh, you know, I would, I would look to, to find that guy a veteran guy to bring into that room who can teach these guys the ins and outs of playing wide receiver. Maybe he gets on the field 10 or 15 snaps a game, but his value comes from what he brings to them in the locker room. No, I agree. I mean, that that's what I guess they were hoping Dante Moncrief would be, and that didn't work out. Um, but but you're right. You know, Darius Hayward Bay, while he was there, you know, he was a guy that could stabilize the room. And, and the thing was, is that this year, you know, people were looking at was would Juju be that leader? Juju was still the second youngest player in the locker in the locker room uh, when it came to the wide receiver position. You know, Chase Claypool, and because he's a rookie, but Deontay Johnson and James Washington are both older than Juju. And I know that doesn't always play into it, but he just again, you don't have that that definite leader just yet, and that could be a very interesting way to go about it is to go and get yourself, you know, an older wide receiver who comes in and says, Hey, this is the tone uh, of the room moving forward. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a star. I mean, Jericho Cotchery uh, filled right. that role. As I mentioned, Hayward Bay, they've, they've had that guy for a long time. Uh, you know, even Antoine Randall when he came back to the team was kind of that guy, uh, you know, filling the void after Heinz Ward left. So they've had that guy for a long time. They need that guy. Uh, they need somebody who it can't be, uh, then you don't see situations like, you know, Chase Claypool out there shooting uh, J- Juju Smith-Schuster's TikTok videos. Whether you agree <laughs> with that or not, he, he pulled he pulled Chase Claypool into that with him. And that's one of the problems I had with it, mm. is that you're, you're not setting the right example for the, re- for the young receivers that, sh- that are also on the team. A veteran guy helps do that. Now... This would obviously like 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 Darius Hayward Bay. This guy wouldn't be like a super contributor. He would be a depth guy. A depth guy can play some teams for you, do some things. Uh, somebody that the coaching staff can point to and say, "Hey, look, this guy." Uh, you know, Cotchery was a thousand yard receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, early in his career, Hayward Bay was the eighth overall pick. Almost had a thousand yard season with the with the Raiders. But they the the, the coaching staff can point to these guys and say, "Look, this guy accepts his role," and you know when he speaks he gives you a, a little bit more. Look, this guy's been in the league for, let's say it's an eight year veteran. This guy's been in the league eight years. He knows what he's talking about when he mm-hmm. says, you know, look for, look for this when the DB does it. 
And that goes a long way. I know I kill your plate in the league and that, and that carries some weight as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it doesn't hurt to have that guy in the locker room being around those guys on a daily basis. I'm going to throw some quick names at you here. Just veteran guys before we throw to the first break, veteran guys that are out there in free agency right now. What do you think of this person with Cordero Patterson? No. Tavon Austin. No. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm going through the vets here. <laughs> and and then there's the obvious names that people are going to name, but you're not going to be able to – like A.J. Green? Mm, uh, no, he's going to want too much. Exactly. The, the, the guy that they could sign is probably somebody who gets cut from another team. Mm. Because here's the other part of the equation that people need to remember. Okay. When you sign a guy who's, who is a regular free agent, that counts against your compensatory picks. If you sign somebody that somebody else cut, that does not – Mm. go into your comp- compensatory formula. So those guys are more attractive. And okay. usually usually they're willing to take a little bit less because they just got cut from the team that they were with. So keep an eye on the cuts this year. So that that's the key that you're saying is don't look at the necessarily the free agents just available right now. And, and you are right because with COVID and with the lowered salary cap, a lot of other people are going to have to make some moves as well. And that could lead to unusual cap casualties across the board. Absolutely. You're going to see guys signing veteran minimum deals, uh, you know, guys who are just hoping to get another paycheck, uh, hoping to hang on in the league and, and say, OK, I'll take the you know, I'll take the one million dollar vet minimum and, and play this year and hope that I, I have a good enough year that I can sign a longer term deal next year. Or I'm in year nine and I want to get to year 10 so I can become a vested veteran. I'll come back on that one year deal. I think there's a, there's a lot of interesting points there. Like Dale said, keep an eye on those cuts. They'll be coming soon uh, as, as we get into this offseason and teams got to start to make decisions. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more to talk about with your Pittsburgh Steelers. Back here on the DK Stewart's podcast, Carter Lolly Show, DK Stewart's podcast. You know what we're doing here. It's a Lolly Carter show. Fine, you can have that. <laughs> that that's fine. Even even though I'm I'm the guy that opens every segment, and yeah, you know, that's fine. Okay, you want you want to just do it? Put your name. I'm a team player. I'm a team player. I don't I don't do the TikToks. I'm the guy that sets the tone in the locker room. So you can put your name front in front, Dale Lolly. I don't care. Uh, but Dale. I think that there's still a little bit of too much talk about this. And to me, you're going to, you're going to shake your head at this topic, but I think it's important to talk about this because there are still people who look at that Browns, that Browns playoff game and look at the defense and they keep citing, you know, Oh, when was the last time they're TJ Watt not having a sack in a playoff game? Cause he's played in that game in the Jaguars game and Cameron Hayward and Stefan to it and seeing the Steelers pass rush, not get after it in that game. And my immediate pushback to several people, and this is on social media, this is in you know, conversations is that th- when you put, go behind a running team that plays the run and runs play action and throws the quick pass, like the Browns, your pass rush is going to be null and void. And, there still seems to be this this idea that, well, yes, yeah, still, but this defense can't deliver in a big game, or Keith Butler's defense can't deliver in a big game. I, I still think that very much what happened in these in the two playoff games we've seen where Keith Butler's been the defensive coordinator and you've had TJ Watt and the and the defensive front we're looking at now. The the issue has been situational, not necessarily that that group couldn't get it done. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't fall behind teams like the Jaguars and Browns who want to run the football. That's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. You can't fall behind them by two or three scores uh, early and and expect your defense to get home. It's just not going to happen because they're never going to put the ball in in jeopardy. Uh, They're not going to have their quarterback drop back 40 times in that game. That's not what they want to do. Uh, they know their limitations as well. That's why it's interesting to me that the you know the Browns are talking about giving Baker Mayfield an extension. <laughs> I'd love that. You, as the Browns, you only want him throwing the football twenty five times a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, so what you're going to be doing here is putting yourself in a Kirk Cousins type situation uh, where where you overpay for a guy who's basically a caretaker at quarterback. That's that. That's one thing. When I see that, and it's funny, I, I you know, I get Lamar Jackson with his, his his athleticism and what he brings there. I get Joe Burrow because well, we still got to see more of Joe Burrow, but but like the the prospects of what they bring. Baker Mayfield is who I thought he'd be in that you know he can make the quick throws, he can occasionally make make a decent throw, but he is not your game changing you know franchise quarterback that Galvin that that is the straw that stirs the drink. If Nick Chubb isn't on that offense with a strong running game, the, the the Browns are in trouble. And we saw that when they played the Steelers earlier in the year when they fell behind and that and Nick Chubb wasn't there, but they still fell behind and they had they had nothing to offer the Steelers and they were they were never put in the game the game in jeopardy. Yeah, and so the Steelers uh, in that playoff loss played right into their hands by you know with the with the opening snap going over you know over the, right over the quarterback's head and being recovered for a touchdown and then you know allowing a couple of quick scores that's game mm-hmm. um, you know and even at that it wasn't because the Browns uh, again they they want to play like it's it, it's nineteen ninety two. Mm-hmm. They don't want they don't want to throw the ball a whole bunch of times. They don't want their quarterback doing that. They don't want to put their quarterback at risk. Um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, the defense is built. There's no such thing as a shutdown defense in today's NFL. It doesn't exist right. uh, because of, because right. of the way that the, the rules are set. Everything is set is is working against the defense just in the regular rules. And then if the if the if the officials aren't going to call time, if they're not going to call holding penalties, mm-hmm. but they are going to call more pass interference penalties. Now you've really put the defense at a disadvantage. And so, you know, it just, it just doesn't set up well. So you need your defense to be a splash play type defense. And that's what the Steelers have. They have a defense that's built to make splash plays. Well, when you fall behind like that, you're not going to a they're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're not going to throw a bunch of times. And when they do, it's going to be quick throws that don't allow your pass rush to get home. So you're not going to get interceptions and you're not going to get sacks. You can't fall behind. Yeah, and I, I agree entirely. Uh, you, you can't fall, afford to fall behind, especially those teams, um, and especially when you know, because people, you know, and I know a lot of people said, were saying this on Conference Championship Sunday. Well, look at the Chiefs; they could fall behind. Well, yeah, they got Patrick Effing Mahomes. He's going to he he, yeah. he does they that care if they fall behind because right. they, they're going to throw the football fifty times in a game, no matter what, mm-hmm. even if they're winning. They don't care. But if you're the Browns, you can't fall behind, right? You know, if you're if you're the Steelers, you you could fall behind, and you and we saw they fell behind in that game. Their offense got them back into it, and mm-hmm. their defense in the third quarter got three consecutive stops. Yep. But you have to take advantage of those. You, you know, they dug themselves too big of a hole early. 
Right, I agree, and and that's that's the other thing is that you know the defense wasn't completely inept in that game. They were put behind the eight ball and they got beat up a bit, but they did rally and give the Steelers time to try at least try to push back. But again, when you're down twenty eight nothing in the first quarter, that's just that that you, that that is very difficult to come back from. Um, you know, unless you have even when you do have Patrick Mahomes, um, but. Another thing that I think has come up in looking at this, you know, there were a lot of conversations when you when people saw just how Kansas City shredded the Buffalo Bills in the, in that game. Um, you just saw Patrick Mahomes just just he, he just flying over, just throwing it, throwing whatever he wanted. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, just giving him the business. Um, there was a lot of talk about saying, "Well, the Steelers, you see, the Steelers defense couldn't hang with that." And I'm like, "Well, maybe not the the later part of it, but the the if the the Steelers defense as it's built now." You know, if it's if it's able to have a healthy Devin Bush and 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 you got Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson with a good backup behind it, I still think that the defense as it's built, if they're if again if they're not being told that you know if they're not being put you know behind you know a, a, a deficit to start the game like they have the last two playoff games, I think that that defense could at least battle with Can- with Kansas City and and keep the game in competition for a competent offense. Yeah, and that's all you're. I mean. That's all you're hoping for. Kansas City's also going to be playing in the Super Bowl next week without both of its starting tackles. Yeah. Uh, do you think that might might be a problem if you're playing the Steelers? Because mm-hmm. I do. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see that be you know one of the main storylines in the next week. You rush the passer. You try to you know get some turnovers or get some stops by by you know putting uh, the teams way behind the chains with sacks, uh, and then you hope for the best. I mean, it, it, there's only one team that gets to, to raise the championship each year. Um, I know Steeler fans are spoiled. They think they deserve a Super Bowl every year. Um, the team tries to win a Super Bowl every year. It doesn't happen, but that's the goal. And the goal is never going to be to go four and 12. Uh, the people who think that the Steelers should tear this thing down and, and start over, that's not realistic and it's not going to happen in Pittsburgh. And if that's what you want to see, you might want to go watch another football team. You might want to make that team go watch the Browns. Because they went through that for 25 years. Tear it down, build it back up. Tear it down, build it back up. The Steelers have been competitive year in and year out because they don't do that. And they you don't. Try to, they try to maintain their success. And you don't need to do it. This isn't Major League Baseball where it's like you're a small market team and you just need to, and you only get like a five year window to compete until you got to sell off your pieces to the big to the big uh, the big squads and then you know start start over again. This is the NFL where you get everyone gets in the draft. Everyone has the same salary cap. You can go and you can go and you can fight and you can build. And again, the Steelers still have a nucleus that they're working on right now. You've got Devin Bush. You've got T.J. Watt. You've got Minka Fitzpatrick. You've got other guys that you can look at and say, hey, I like Alex Highsmith. Hey, Kevin Donson looks promising. I like Chase Claypool. Deontay and that's Chase- also why you can't tear it down. If, if you're the right. Rooney, how do you go to TJ once? Hey, TJ, we'd like to see you. Uh, we'd like to sign you to a long-term contract, but we don't think we can win until 2025. Right. That's just not, not how to sign up for that. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Like who signs up for that? That's a big, a big part of why I think the Steelers have been the Steelers for so long. And for all people that are like, oh well, who cares about non-losing seasons? You know, teams that players look at that and they say, you know what? I know that every year I'm gonna have a shot at the playoffs. Like you know, and and with this new playoff system, again, you have to go back to 2003 
for a year where the Steelers wouldn't make the playoffs if there were seven teams in the AFC making it. And that's that's enticing to teams. Yeah, and, and yeah, there's you can and like you said, if you if you want to see a team that tears everything down to get an, a first overall pick, go watch the Jets and see how they've done over over the years. Yeah, the Steelers put themselves in a position where it's like, hey, at the end of the year, if you're healthy and your top guys are playing well, you got a chance to make a push and and get into the and get into the uh, yeah, deep into the playoffs and have some legendary moments that get you Super Bowls. That's what's led to the the their, their most recent two Super Bowls. And again. You got to look across. You look across the board in the NFL. The only team, the only organization that, that has done that ex- with extreme consistency is the Patriots, and uh, and we've seen that Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, cheating scandals, but also that was an that was an all time. Every every other group, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, the the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, the Saints with Drew Brees, all these big name quarterbacks that are going through the same issues the Steelers are going through, and the Steelers are still maintaining competitive. Uh, a competitive nature every single year. I agree. There you have it. So <laughs> we had we had to get that off our chest real quick. All right, this has been the I, I guess the Lolly Carter Show to appease Dale's ego. Um, uh, but this has been the Lolly Carter Show here on the DK Sports Radio Network. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to the DK Sports Radio Network. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave a five star review on, with a with a positive comment. Those stuff really help out the network. Let people know what we're doing here. And hey, share our show. Tell people what we're doing here. We've got a lot other things coming here your way. Um, this is coming to you on a Wednesday. Ask DK's coming up in a little bit. DK's hit on Mark on the Mark Madden Show 105.9. The X is coming up soon. We've got halftime adjustments. I've got my pit podcast coming out tomorrow. So many great talking points. So many great shows right here on the DK.